Welcome to Live with Domri here at Domri Healthy and Fit. Today's guest is Dr. Stephanie Young Moss. She is a pharmacist, social media specialist, health equality, and enthusiast. We have an amazing interview coming. Stay tuned, and Stephanie will be coming on live. Okay, Stephanie's here. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming on today. And I know you're on the East Coast, so it's a little bit after 6 o'clock and right in the middle of dinner time, and I really appreciate you coming on. No problem. No problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm super excited. We've got so much to talk about. First, I have to say your Instagram is amazing it's alive Thank it's you. beautiful it's informative it just really makes you want to keep reading more and more and more thank you, thank you. i appreciate that i worked hard on it to be honest yes <laughs> well it shows it's paying off and it's done so professionally and amazing i love it thank you so much Thank you. Well, let's um, let the world know a little bit about your background. So, Dr. Stephanie um, Young Moss is a pharmacist, um, enthusiast, a volunteer, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, she teaches health and wellness. Um, Dr. Stephanie has been in her career for over 20 years. 10 years in the digital design world, which I love. That's awesome. <laughs> and I love that you like blend the two worlds together. And also, um, you stand out and help so many people around the world. So with all of that being said, you're like superwoman right now. <laughs> you're doing it all. And that's well, just incredible. Well, you know, I have a lot of sisters place and things like that too so it's and it's fun so you know that that that's what's important it's doing something that you really like to do and make it fun and that makes it a lot easier you know exactly when you love what you do it just radiates and explodes right 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 and i do love what i do i can tell you love what you do i do love what i do i really do um yeah except for the spell checks when i've like posted something and i'm like oh i forgot a word or i gotta go back and fix that <laughs> so, I'm blaming that on my MS. <laughs> so, all right. You know, so that happens. That happens, and sometimes you just gotta roll with it. It's okay. Right. I just kind of laugh, and usually it's Thank usually you. a human mistake, but I just blame it on my memory. You know, gotta go with the flow. Yeah. So, all right. Amazing questions. I just gave everybody your incredible background. So tell us a little bit about the digital world and then how you became a doctor, a pharmacist. Well, the pharmacist part was actually before the digital part. So I know that's, that's kind of maybe kind of backwards, but it was. So I was been a, kind of been a pharmacist for 20 years and I've been in different areas of the pharmacy. I started off in community pharmacy, which is you know working in drugstores and retail pharmacy and uh, in pharmaceutical industry as well. And then mm -hmm. I moved to managed care and then back to research and industry. So I've done that for 20 years and, and, and have really been able to um, also volunteer for making sure that I, one of my passions is decreasing um, health disparities 
and increasing health equity. So making sure that people have um, good access to health care and making sure that they have great health care and making sure that there aren't disparities uh, and structural uh, things in their community that may stop them from being able to have that good health care. So I volunteer on a board for that. And over the past 20 years, I've volunteered on several boards. But I did own an apparel shop um, for almost 10 years. And that is where I really learned my design piece. And I know you're like, well, why did you own a, you know, apparel? That's kind of opposite. But I've always been like a heavy left and right brain. And I just enjoy that. That's like my outlet and my creativity came from that part. So trying to make some of the designs and learning that, I taught myself Adobe, I taught myself Corel Draw, and now Canva, and I just had to learn it all. And that's how I really picked up the digital design part. So I ended up taking that on into my current business now, so yeah. Sorry, I forgot to turn my phone off, I apologize. That's okay. <laughs> so that is amazing. First of all, um, being a doctor, studying to be a doctor, all those years and then having your own apparel shop and teaching yourself all of the ins and outs of the you know the technical side of the world mm -hmm. and your brain is doing both which yep. to me is a miracle I, I just <laughs> we were talking yesterday before the you know our interview on mm -hmm. how well balanced you are and well that is incredible to be able to do both things with both sides of the brain. So I'm very yeah, curious well, about that. Well, I think that, you know, I have to have, for me, I have to have that outlet. I love pharmacy and I love to be able to help people, but I also wanted that design part. And it's just something about it that when I'm sitting down and learning about the design or creating designs, it's just like I can be captivated by it. So I just really enjoy that. And I think that people have to find things that they love. So when I talk to other healthcare professionals, um, you know, whether I'm talking to my fellow pharmacists or whoever, while you have your clinical side, it's also important to do something that you love outside of that as well and build your own personal brand. So what are you doing to develop your personal brand as well? So I think that's important to be able to do both of those. Thank you for saying that because, you know, in, in all honesty, I mean, we both belong to the same group of um, tiny the women mm -hmm. like support, with yeah yep. um mm -hmm. with lisa and supporting one another and moving forward in today's society and a lot of us think that we just have to do the one job and that we're not capable of mm -hmm. doing both the, right. the the physical job that brings in the money, right? Right. And then right. the things that we really love to do moving forward in our life. And a lot of us look at it like, it's just too much. I just can't take mm -hmm. it on. But when you realize right. you can balance a little bit of both equally, right. you become much happier and much more responsive to the world and the things around you. As well as right. exactly. healthier because mm -hmm. you're not mm -hmm. so stressed and so yes. overwhelmed because you're putting something in your life that you love. Exactly. Having that outlet, I think, is important. And I know that a lot of healthcare professionals are stressed, especially during uh, the times like right now with the I, pandemic and everything. They're working so hard, but you have to have something to have an outlet. You know, there has to be something that you can do for even if it's 30 minutes or, you know, just something that you can kind of relax and, and let go of some of those things is, I think it's very important. 
Exactly. I mean, mine is is always looking up and researching and talking to people mm -hmm. and reaching out yes. from using this incredible tool, Instagram, and talking to people <laughs> all over the world and mm -hmm. just, you know, the excitement and being alive and meeting people. I mean, I can't yes. meet you in person, but right. we're able to meet and talk and really share each other's stories. And that's just incredible. So yeah, and that's actually one thing I really miss. I actually really miss connection and meeting new mm -hmm. people. Like I used to fly all the time for my job, and I would sit on the airplane and I'd talk to anybody. I mean, I would know their whole life story. And right? if asking questions, just I guess they just look at me and think, "Oh, she wants." I can tell her anything. Isn't that so true? <laughs> my coworkers would always be like, "Why are you talking to these people?" And I'm like, "They chose me." Like I, I mean. <laughs> I enjoy learning about people. So I do miss that, meeting new people and connecting. I miss it too. And I really miss just going out and saying hello and smiling where you mm -hmm. can see your smile and mm -hmm. really yeah. getting that one-on-one -on -one with everybody. It's just so important. So I use Instagram yeah, to get it, you know, and I, yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah, but I have met a lot of great people. Yep, I met you over the pandemic. Right? Pandemic, I mean, so, you know. In reality, the pandemic of COVID brought Live with Don Marie alive. And I've met so many incredible people around the world with this magical tool. How right. amazing is that? It's it just, is. it's yeah. incredible. And I, I, I feel blessed, very blessed that I'm yeah, able to connect with so many amazing men and women around the world with so many incredible stories. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so that's just, that, you know what? Cheers to this beautiful thing, <laughs> FaceTime on Instagram. I'm going to give yeah, them a woohoo. So, um, <laughs> so tell me how you chose to become a doctor of pharmacy. Mm -hmm. Like that's a, that's well, a deep world. That's like, you know, uh, I, I'm, my, I'm having a problem with my brain. Um, the microscopes and like you're looking into all yeah. the cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, when I was in school, I, and I'm going to be honest, my mom hates when I tell these stories. So I'm not sure she's listening or not yet. Okay, well, but tell the I short was, story. <laughs> I, was a, I was an average student, but I was a well-rounded student. So I had, you know, I had high average grades and I played three sports and the teachers liked me and my, you know, the, the people in the school liked me. So I had a lot of friends and I was um, not necessarily popular, but I had friends on every level, right? So I was just well-rounded and knew a lot of people like that way and able to connect with people kind of like now. And so my grades went as great to get into medical school, even though I was still going for it. I decided, you know what? I still want to be in medicine. Let me decide, see what I can do to still take this some somewhere where I can still help people and I found pharmacy so wow. you know even with pharmacy I want to say my grades probably weren't top-notch to get into top-notch school but I got into the best school that was for me like I did get one of the schools I actually applied for I got waitlisted for and I think it was the best thing for me because I got into a school that is now ranked number three of HBCUs in the nation and it is a wonderful school, and it was a wonderful school for me. So um, I had a great experience there. So that's how I became a pharmacist. It's because I wanted to be a pediatrician, 
and my grades were just high average. They weren't, it was not a full point out. <laughs> so I chose pharmacy and I absolutely loved it. That's perfect. And you know what? Pharmacy chose you. So that's the right route of where your life led you to. You know, we always think that we have to go down this path either because our ancestors did it or mom and dad did it or or, uncle, wants you to do it. or your parents want you to go yeah. down this road and mm -hmm. I'm guilty I, I, I got yeah. three kids in college yeah the one thing I say is you got to graduate from college I don't care what you graduate with but you got to graduate so mm -hmm. I look at it like okay you want to be a doctor you are a doctor and you're a doctor in pharmaceutical. And so that's a research, actually. So that's incredible. Yeah. And yeah, so the best part is you, you love what you do and you still have the fun side of life. Mm -hmm. yeah, so exactly. is the store still open? Are you still kind of dabbling in the... No, 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 it's not open. So we ended up... We didn't sell everything, so we put it in storage just in case we want to come back to it. But I still do have the design piece where I still make a design. So I still have my design computer, but the store is actually closed in 2016 or 17, I believe. Okay. So, but I still have that design piece going on, you know. And yep. every now and then I'll get asked, hey, do you know someone who can do some shirts? Or do you know someone who can embroider something? And I will help my close friends connect them with someone or handle it for them. But as far as it having to, have someone there run it day to day, no. Yeah. I like that you can still do it though. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. And by the okay. way. Well, I mean, some of the stuff is online now, so I really could if I wanted to. But um, right now I'm just at a different point. We'll just see where it goes. Because I do enjoy still creating design, designing things. So that's why I've taken that to Instagram. Those types of mm -hmm. designing and my page mm -hmm. and doing all those types of things as well. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And um, I know when we were talking, I was telling you that I went to school for um, design and art. Mm -hmm. And yep. I graduated from school and I couldn't get a job. It was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I got to pay the bills. I went into retail and then became a manager and a district sales manager. And then I was just in that corporate level of working with people. And right. I, I, I would sell you you know, a dirty shirt to a, you know, a thousand dollar bra. It didn't matter. Right. I would just be out there loving the job and loving the people and just that one-on-one -on -one interaction. It's just right. incredible. And I love that you, you know, you're doing it on your Instagram. You're doing it with your research. You're doing it with your, your design. And mm -hmm. the fact is you're doing it. And right. that's the best right. part. Yeah, it is. It is. So if you could advise someone just newly graduating from college today and they say to you, I want to be a doctor because mom and dad want me to be a doctor or I have to be a doctor because it's in the family. How did you become and how did you decide? Like you already told us a story, but here's this mm -hmm. young, you know, 21 year old, all excited, like, what am I going to do? What would be your greatest advice for them? Well, I think they really have to, first of all, make connections and talk to people in that field to mm -hmm. make sure that's what they want to do. Because sometimes 
there are things that are going on within the field that may resonate with you and may not. So shadow people and see if you actually want to do it. Because you may be doing something for someone else, but in the long term, you're going to be working a lot for a lot more years. You have to make sure that's what you really want to do. So instead of spending all of the money on school, you need to make sure that you are connecting with other people in that field to see if you want to do it, mm -hmm. shadow some people. Even if get on a call with them and just see, hey, let me see what a day in the life of yours is like. What do you, what do you like about this? What don't you like about it? So ask a lot of questions, and if you still like it after that, or if you, or I can't, I don't know if it's still. I guess it would be still like it, but if you like <laughs> it after that, then go for it. But don't just go into it because someone else wants you to. Because ultimately, you won't be happy doing it. Right. I like that you said that. Thank you. Because the young listeners that watch my show or listen to the podcast. You know, that's great advice because sometimes family gets a little overzealous and involved when they need to let that person figure out their own life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, my parents gave me, they gave me great advice and great direction. And of course, you know, everybody wants to be, you want to be a doctor? Sure, I want to be a doctor. Yeah. yeah. Want to be a doctor. Want to be a but they still gave me, pointed me in the right direction as far as which way to go. And I knew I wanted to be in the health field, but um, I think going into pharmacy, um, it was just, it just ended up being perfect, you know, ended up being perfect for me. I love that. And I love that you're behind the scenes. So cool. Yeah. So cool. I would actually kind of, even though I didn't really like chemistry growing up and I, mm -hmm. that whole frog thing, yeah, no, I couldn't do it. But um Actually, being in a lab, I believe, would be really cool to actually look at something and not understand what it is, but then to learn all of those intricate things about it and how it helps lives. Yes, yes. You have to be very inquisitive and, yeah. and wanting to be innovative. To innovative. Be things. Yeah. I think that there should be more. Um, let me know if you think this is right true because you already said to shadow somebody in the field so let's just talk about the field of photography or digital work or a doctor and all of that mm -hmm. i think there should be much more shadowing going on mm -hmm. probably starting at you know the first year in high school mm -hmm. of yeah. where do you think you want to go and schools should start to integrate mm -hmm. those shadowing aspects of the future career once you get out of high school and you move on to college. Right, right. I think I totally that should agree. be part of the curriculum of school today and mm -hmm. moving forward. Even if you do a shadow this way, that's mm -hmm. across, you know, the seat, across the pond, and you're shadowing right. someone in a lab, but mm -hmm. you're doing it virtually. I, right. I think that really moving forward that would be the best part of helping the next generations that mm -hmm. are going to be caring for us. That's kind yeah. of scary when I think about it. They're gonna, yeah. That young generation is going mm -hmm. to be the one behind the scenes like you researching and making sure right. it's safe for the world moving forward. And that just doesn't mean medical. That means mm -hmm. technical the digital world, the, right. you know, just everything that we deal with today, even right. farmers and mm -hmm. food. Mm -hmm. 
I think that's a great idea. But when I was in school, there were some summer programs where I was able to go and do some shadows and meet some new people um, who were in certain fields. But also, um, my mom was a, was an ultrasonographer, so she worked at the hospital. So my first job was assisting her and helping her with some of the film. Back then it was the film, now it's all digital, but helping her with the film. My dad was a chemist, so I did see kind of, that's kind of, you know, the hospital side and the chemist side, kind of mixing both of those together. So I did see that growing up and being able to shadow and talk to some people there. So I think it's important for you to be able to continue mm -hmm. to be able to do that. Especially, you know, so everyone doesn't have access to people like that. So I think that's also important for healthcare professionals to go back into some of these communities that don't have, like I had two parents that worked in this field, but everyone doesn't have those examples. No, so I didn't. Both of my that, parents right? were blue collared workers. You know, yeah. my mother yeah. worked in a um, screen factory. You know, mm -hmm. Like talk about the old days when you get color on a fabric. My mother was the one designing those designs and then pulling the paint on these oh, wow. massive, mm -hmm. huge, like 10 feet by 20 feet, things with two wow. other women on top of the canvas and then rolling the color with no air conditioning. And my dad worked wow. on military ships, blue collar. So I didn't have those in my bloodline to be able to... Mm -hmm learn and yeah. look forward to that so you're right it's mm -hmm. if we don't have it within our own bloodline and family the shadowing is so important in yeah. anything yeah. that we do in life mm -hmm. yeah I agree yeah incredible yeah so I so you volunteer tell me where you volunteer and how you started it and how it has changed your life well Starting out, when I first got to pharmacy school, I volunteered at a few clinics in, um, in, in neighborhoods that were disadvantaged neighborhoods. They would have free clinics where they can come in and get medicine, and even some of the pharmacy students at local colleges would come in and you would kind of help them and overshadow, overshadow or not overshadow, but you would, they would shadow you when they were giving out the medication. So that's one way, I, when I first started, I okay. did that. And that's to help you keep up with your drug knowledge as well, because I wasn't always working, you know, behind the counter in the pharmacy. So that was helpful. I mean, you know, I was able to give back. But um, uh, my, also at the beginning of my career, I volunteered for the Marion County Minority Health Coalition and they work on decreasing health disparities within Marion County, which is in Indianapolis. Okay. And then currently I'm on a, a board for Espinazi Health, which is a hospital here that serves the underserved. That serves, yeah, serves the underserved. So that those are ways, especially with healthcare disparities. You'll see on my page that mm -hmm. I do a lot of stuff with designs and I help health and wellness professionals enhance their social media. But on Wednesdays in particular, I talk about different health disparities and some of the statistics that are out there and then also ways that you can help. What can we do as individuals or as healthcare professionals to help decrease some of those disparities? So over the past 20 years, I've done uh, mostly uh, volunteered in healthcare disparities and health disparities. Thank you for doing that. Oh, Such <laughs> admirable and truth and, uh, you know, giving yourself back to your community and I know that you have two beautiful daughters and they see that from you and they're going to remember that because when they get to be old enough to be able to help others even at the level that they're at today they can help someone at their level but 
I love that you're doing that and you're bringing it, you're paying it forward and you're helping out. I really enjoy it. And yeah, well, obviously, I mean, you just, it's about your life and you're extremely well balanced. <laughs> you're an anomaly. <laughs> the, the doctor, the, the fashion, the, this, the volunteer. I told you yesterday, I thought you were absolutely incredible. You're incredible. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Are you going to write a book? Oh, I should, huh? You should. Yeah. Have you written several? I have written two. Yes, I have written two books. Yes, I have written two books. Living with Phantoms, and then my newest book just got released. Um, Finding the Sun Through the Clouds. It's okay. um, available everywhere, Barnes and Noble. You name it. Mm -hmm. It's all over the place. Um, the video will be released well, by next week. Um, and yeah, my next encounter is. I think I want it to become a movie. Oh, good. That'd be I, wonderful. I need a screenplay writer, if you know anybody. Anyone listening? <laughs> I need a screenplay writer to take Finding the Sun Through the Clouds and put it into a screenplay. That so maybe good. I'll become a director next. I don't okay. know. That sounds like a good goal. That's great. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> so tell me when you're, you know, anyone young, it could be your own daughters, it could be your if you have nieces or nephews, someone of your age that is going through transition in life mm -hmm. and they come to you and they're, you know, Dr. Stephanie, I really feel stuck in my life. What advice could you give me to move forward? Um, I think that journaling really helps with that. Mm -hmm. Sitting down and just kind of taking account for uh, what are you grateful for? You know, because being grateful and gratitude will open up a bunch of things that you may not even realize. You know, that hey, exactly. I have all of this going for myself. And then taking account for what else do you love? So I talked to a lot of the uh, healthcare professionals about writing down what things are you good at that no one else is good at, or not no one else is good at, but what things are you good at that people say that you're good at. And what mm -hmm. things are you very passionate about? So writing, writing, and journaling, those types of things, I think will really open up and let you see, this is my next step. This is where I should go. But we didn't even realize it because you were so busy with your day-to-day. -day. But writing those things down, I think, help, makes it easier for you to see it. True. And I don't think that the people have to actually get an entire notebook filled, but mm -hmm. just, just, like, write. dotted, like, mm -hmm. questions where you can right. go back a month later and then really fill in those things that you truly want to move mm -hmm. forward with right. because I, I grew up with horrible disability from mm -hmm. asthma and being sick my entire life and missing school and mm -hmm. just constantly in and out of rotation of hospitals and now with multiple sclerosis I have a hard time writing okay. consistently so I write when I remember so mm -hmm. I've learned to write in bullet points and then go back and fill. That's good. Or I use the audio control. I was just about to say that's what I do. Yes. I use a dictation. I use a dictation where it writes it down for you. Yes. You know what you mean? Yeah. Don't mm -hmm. although whenever I send a text or a DM to someone, I know I'm saying it correctly. <laughs> and I should learn to read it before I hit send. <laughs> My dear friend, Dr. Shauna Shapiro says I have the funniest texts ever because there's words missing. I'm like, right. that's not what That's I funny. Said. 
but right. I mean, you yeah, can I use meditation a lot. I even for some of my content when I'm writing, either whether I'm blogging or writing my my captions for my for Instagram. Uh-huh. Like sometimes I just I just I'll just say it like and just and it comes up easier. So I think that makes it a lot uh, quicker and easier for me. Yes, absolutely. And the technology today is really easy for anybody to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I agree. Yes. So future goals. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Where do you want to see yourself? I mean, you're already doing pretty much everything. <laughs> but there's always room for improvement. Yeah, you know? think out of the box. Um, what would you want to, what, like, if you could do be anything or do anything in five years, what would that be? Well, I, I want to, I, I still be in healthcare. You know, I'm sure of that. I know that. Um, more than likely pharmacy, but it could be helping other people find their voice as well. And I think I'm kind of doing some of that now, mm-hmm. but I think it's important to also um, help pull that out of other people as well. So I want to help other healthcare professionals find their voice, especially when it comes to advocacy. Um, one of my goals is to also start a nonprofit. I was on you know, that direction going that way where we'll deal with the decrease in healthcare disparities. And then also with helping connecting other healthcare professionals with people who may not see other healthcare professionals because yes. they see, yeah, they, they become what they see, right? Right. So they're able to talk and mentor, then that way they can also uh, get to another level. So that's one thing I want to do is go um, have a nonprofit um, and just continue to possibly use my voice on a national stage to be able to either decrease healthcare disparities and then also help other health and wellness professionals increase their voice and advocacy as well. I love that. Um, you know, I love that that it would be on stage and helping others and decreasing mm-hmm. all of that and becoming a nonprofit in that aspect. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a nonprofit. Domery mm-hmm. Healthy and Fit mm-hmm. LLC is nonprofit and our nonprofit side of it is called Sea Warriors. Okay. And um yeah, it's but it's a lot. There's a lot of yeah. paperwork and a lot it of behind-the-scenes research yeah. before you and I'm gonna even. Be honest, that's the thing that kind of kind of stop me because it's like the paperwork and I'm like, oh. It's a lot yeah. of paperwork, but you know what? <laughs> when you finally get that letter that you are a nonprofit and you get your little seal of approval, I spent. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is silly, but I spent like 24 hours stamping on just regular paper like I've got my stamp (laughs) so do it I know it's a lot of paperwork but it's a little bit every day so go for it become a nonprofit we need you the world needs you and to be able to be up on stage Uh helping people speaking getting that young voice out that may not have a voice yet she'll see you and you will be the leader of what she foresees herself becoming. Mm-hmm. So do it. Go for it. Okay, I will. And I'm going to call you. <laughs> okay. Well, I, 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 I've got a hold of the paperwork. And the binders are huge. I, yeah. And you also know that you have to have a board. And then you have to do monthly yep. minutes. So there is more things you are going to have to add to your calendar. But you can always hire an intern. Yeah. To do the work for you. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. So 
I know this is way off the subject of what we've been talking about, but I want to know what your favorite food is. If there was one place you could go to and eat the same thing for the next month, what would that be? That's hard. I know. If you could only eat the same thing, like pick one really good meal because you're eating it for a whole month. Well, if it, had, it had to be a little variety. It just sounds crazy, like a Greek salad. I know it sounds crazy. I like but that. I love Greek salad, but one thing that I now one one of my favorite foods, so but I don't think I would want to eat it every single day, is spicy charred edamame. There's a restaurant Ooh. that my daughters love. It's like it's like they char it like on, in the fire. So they take and the edamame and they put it on a grill. Yeah, well, it's in the fire because it comes out. It's, it's black almost. Oh. And then, you know it's black and green, of course. But then they also put this Japanese spicy, mm-hmm. um, um, some kind of little spice on top of it as well. Sounds good. I've never but had. I don't it. want to eat that every day. Okay. I don't want to eat it every day, but I do love that. But I'm gonna be honest. I know it sounds crazy, but I think the older I that I become, like I don't eat a whole lot of the stuff that I used to. And I don't know if you if you you know do that as well. Yeah, I've really... my I've changed. Yeah, I've yeah. done everything to try to help my MS from different mm-hmm. foods to different ways yeah. of eating to mm-hmm. moving. And I've realized I have to change my diet every. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't, it's not a diet. I have to change the way that I eat like every three weeks. I can't stay consistent with what I eat because then Mm -hmm. I become sepsis and inflamed and swollen. And Mm -hmm. there are certain triggered foods that literally Mm -hmm. make me look like I'm nine months pregnant and ready to give birth and I'm in pain and down and out. So that's a tough question for me, but I think I would answer it the same way as you. A Greek salad because like, there's nothing like a really good salad. I don't know that right, and it's got everything in it that you need. So if you don't want to eat it that day, you can move it over to the side, and then right, yeah, it's a great combination of everything we need. I love that. Okay, so um, would you consider yourself an outgoing person to be someone that would step out of the comfort zone? and live your life outdoors? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you yeah, do? Yeah. Would you like um, create like a desk outside? What, how would you recreate your world? Well, well, now with the pandemic, like, I've realized that I'm like really, like we got, we got a whole, you know, not the whole backyard done, but we did redo some of the backyard. And now, see, I'm in Indiana. You don't have to worry about this, but the weather's starting to change. Ah, and I'm freaking yeah. out like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> because- Get a little heater. Yeah. Okay. And a parka. <laughs> Says the lady from, from, from where? From the beautiful sunset. I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know. I'm in California. I think I asked this question because I just want to know how everybody else is dealing with it. But, yeah, so I do like going on my porch and drink coffee like every morning. And so I do enjoy that. But it, it is starting to get a little chilly. We've probably got about a month or two left outside like before it gets colder. But, yeah. But um, that's the only place I probably live outside. Not, you know, we've kind of doing did some RVing and different things, mm-hmm. and doing some different hiking types of things over, you know, during the entire pandemic or outdoors thing. That was fun. But prior to that, I probably would not have been that much of an outdoor person. Wow. Okay. Well, I like that now you are a bit yeah, of an outdoor so person, and more you, of an outdoor person. Let's say that more of an outdoor person, <laughs> and you never know. You might get pretty creative with your backyard. And build a little like shed mm-hmm. slash 
getaway coffee writing station for your book? That's a good idea. You just need a little bit of electrical. Just a little. Go to to TJ Maxx. Get a really good, you know, chair, just a plug for internet. Run it from your house. Just, you know, HGTV has tons of do-it-yourself things. Yeah, Yeah, you have that design background. You can do it. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And then it's going to be a mom's only. And I'm gonna call you when I'm freezing out there. <laughs> Don't hurry. You have not been to. Uh, I, I got frost on my nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so Stephanie, also, what have what has improved in your life over this past year during the pandemic and your personal life and your career? Has it? Obviously, all of our lives has changed dramatically, dramatically. Um, some for the good, some for the better, some for the okay. I can handle it. How has how have you seen your life change through all of this? Well, one thing is probably doing more outdoor things. I bought a new bike. We were doing some biking, you know, things like that together, and spending more time, um, not being so busy, going all the time. So I do travel for my day job. I travel. I work from home, so I've always worked from home. Mm-hmm. So now my work from home is just a lot more people around me because typically the kids wouldn't be here, and, you know, things. But uh, but I, we're just into that, and that's fine. But so I don't have to travel, you know, like I used to. So I'm spending more time with them, um, and then just probably doing a little bit more outdoor stuff. Now realizing, hey, you know, you really do like this. You really you really can do this. So I think those are a few of the things that change. Don't get me wrong, I do miss traveling. So I miss doing like bigger trips, you know, mm-hmm. with, with family and things like that. Well, when I say bigger trips, I mean trips to you know, plane, like coming to California or coming to you know, Florida. But now we have to drive to Florida. So um, we just drove to um, South Carolina. It's about an 11 hour drive, but we probably typically would not have done that. Yeah. But it was fine. You know, my, yeah. par- my parents are on the way. Uh, down there so we were able to see them as well so those types of things were fun yeah well so then you found something new which I love I love when I do interviews and I find that during all of the chaos of what we've been going through through the world we've all found something new to do Mm -hmm. and to move forward with and that's Mm -hmm. that's a miracle and a gift in itself it is and it's really make us slow down and realize what were the, the things that you were doing when you were so busy? Are they important to bring back into your schedule as well? So, really sitting down. I, I have to say no. That. I don't want them back in my schedule. <laughs> uh, I agree. Uh, especially the laundry. That laundry sits on my floor and it yells at me all day long. When are you going to fold me and put me away? And I'm like, you can sit there even longer. Right. <laughs> so, um,. Your life has definitely changed. I love that you are, you know, volunteering and helping so many people around the world. Your Instagram is so helpful, so informative. Um, Your website, just everything about you is just, there's just so much to learn. And I really believe that it needs to be treasured and I I'm going to tell you you are valued you are needed you are loved and the world needs you 
So keep spreading the awesomeness because we need it. Um, What was your, and I don't really want to call it failure, but it's the easiest word for everybody to go back to and bounce off of. What was your biggest challenge slash failure in your life that actually led you to becoming something that you really wanted to move forward to? Mm-hmm. I really think, you know, I kind of talked about this earlier, but when I got my first rejection letter into pharmacy school, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, well, it wasn't a rejection letter. It was a waiting list. So yes. They put me on a waiting list for the next year. And I'm the type of person, I'm going this year. Like, I, I'm not going to go next year. I want to go this year. So I had applied to other schools, and I ended up getting into, like I told you, Xavier, and it was the absolute best thing for me. So why at first I thought that it was that, that you know, wait list, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna have to wait a year, maybe I can go you know, back to school to do something else. But I ended up getting into the best, like the absolute school that nurtured me. They make sure that you're on the right path. They make sure that, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna, if you need extra help studying, even the students rally together to help everyone to make sure like we have to study and get this right. That was, although I was an undergrad, I went to a state school in Tennessee. It was not the same nurturing mm-hmm. environment that I saw in pharmacy school where everyone was just, just making sure that no one was left behind. So I thought it was just the best, it was just the best fit for me. And mm-hmm. I would not have known that had I been accepted to the school that put me on the waiting list, right? Right. I love I love that you went back to that and you know so many of the kids today the young students especially dealing with let's go back to COVID for a little bit because everyone was pulled out of college and sent home and Mm -hmm. had to do schooling like we're doing our conversation right now and didn't get a chance to really get that interaction of support and right. pick me up of right. your fellow you know mm-hmm. colleagues or fellow students or mm-hmm. getting the one-on-one with the professor and mm-hmm. um I think that's greatly needed moving yeah. and I, I'm gonna be honest though that that would I would have been devastated if this was my freshman year going to college I would, you know I, I, I'm sure that would have to be very very painful for kids who are packing up and getting ready to go yeah you know, so, but hopefully there's a silver lining where they will realize that it was a good thing for them as well. I agree. I mean, my youngest was a freshman during COVID and you know, he was all set, sent him off to school, uh, Santa Barbara Community College. Mm -hmm. He loved it. And then all of a sudden you're moving back home and we're paying for an apartment and nobody's there. Right. Yeah, that has to be devastating. but it actually changed his thought process and you know he's doing great and even though they're all back home i was an empty nester (laughs) now they're all back home (laughs) what happened that's not that wasn't the way life was supposed to be i was kind of like okay how long is this gonna last they're still home I love the fact that they're home, but they're adults now when they yes. speak with me. Uh-huh. And yeah. I, I enjoy that time, although I'm going to be 100% honest, I can't wait till they all move back out. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Oh my god, I got my like skylight sun coming in blinding me right Not now. <laughs> um What is your favorite movie of all time and why? Well, I'm like I'm a musical person. Like I'm a okay. Broadway musical type of person. So anything that has been taken from Broadway and put into a movie, like I'm all for it. For like West Side Story, I was in sixth grade. West Side Story was my favorite, absolute favorite movie. Love. And then also Dreamgirls, and then recently Hamilton. Like I love the. Like I guess I have not seen Hamilton. Grade. Okay. Oh, it's, it's, it's excellent. My girls like it as well. But the what the seeing the original cast on the Disney as a movie. Like I just really like musicals. I like the singing. I like the, the dancing. And so you know, my girls will listen to show tunes in the car sometimes. And my husband's looking like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> I like show tunes. I like musicals. I mm-hmm. like Broadway. I just grew up in a choir, and that's just what I like to do. I love that. So you grew up in a choir. What was your favorite song that you looked forward to and you wanted to sing every time you were in choir? Uh, a lot of different, different things. So I was in a choir that was like a state choir okay. for um, for school. So it was a girls' choir and then, a, then everyone's choir. So we sang Hallelujah Chorus. We sang that before. Uh huh. You know, hallelujah. Okay, you sing know, it for us. Come on. Uh, oh, come on. You can do it. <laughs> I'm a harmonizer, not a fellowist. You need those two. So okay, okay. Everyone needs a harmonizer. <laughs> So I, like, I really like singing a Halloween chorus in school. Um, but then, I mean, when it comes to, so I was always in the choir in church all through, probably um, some in, some when I was younger, but then also in college mm. as an adult. So, I mean, just just about any song for choir, I think probably Total Praise uh, would probably be one of the ones for that too. So you have to look yeah. that one up. I'll send it to you. Total <laughs> Praise. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, I don't know that one. I mean, yeah. I've listened to so many choirs. Um, my daughter also grew up singing in choir for the Catholic school that she went to from from pre-K all the way up through college, and she's in a Catholic school now, um, and she was always singing, constantly singing. And I love singing. I, it was just great to just sit there and the your hair just like stands up over your arms and you just sometimes you feel like you're getting like this massive hug from <laughs> like just you know when like when you're watching a movie you're either like <gasps> or you're crying or you're like smiling at the movie because the emotion is there right. and mm-hmm. so when you listen to choir it's just it's magical it's it just I so love it. I love it. magical. Yes, and I try to take it in, but I'm I'm really one of those people because I also directed the choir. Oh, and, um, as an adult too, and so I'm, but I'm so I'm always sit, I'm the one that sits there like this. <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> I shouldn't be so technical, but it just I I just like to hear great harmony. <laughs> I love that. So do you actually, when you're teaching, do you have a special, like, one of those? No. No, no this was in a, a gospel choir. You use your hands. <laughs> it's all hand movements. You just use there your hands, you know, to clap. Okay, my hands are always going. Um, I was born and raised on the East Coast, so everything is always 
I da 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 <laughs> with our hands all the time, um, which is great, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're expressive. That's fine. Expressive, yeah. It's hard for me to stay quiet. Same <laughs> here. Same here. Um, okay, so let's put it into another grade school situation of. I know your girls are young, so they, they're not going to be heading off yet. But yet. when they head off to school, what would your best advice be as to how to work with others to get what you got out of going to school as a pharmacist and how everybody really helped each other instead of it being the competitive part of school what would be your greatest advice to your own children as to make genuine connections i think um not just connections to get ahead but genuine connections where you want to know what the person's up to mm-hmm. how they tick what they're doing how they grew up etc but just to make those genuine i think connections and keep those throughout your life i think it's important there's a lot of people like my farm school that we were really close and we still talk you know, we still talk now when we see each other on, on social media mm-hmm. and are able to support each other. So they're able to also support me and my business now on Instagram. And I think that's very important. Even if they're not purchasing anything or buying a service, they still get the word out or recommend me for, you know, a segment or a blog or something. Mm-hmm. So making those genuine connections and people can tell when you're authentic as well. I think it's so important. So important. That was great advice. Thank you for that. Really great advice. And it's great advice for the adults today. Yeah. And yeah, how- a lot of pharmacy schools that call and ask me, you know, I want to do this. What should I do? Because pharmacy is very, very competitive and saturated right now. And they want to know how they can set themselves out, you know, apart. And I was telling them to make genuine connections with people and really show, you know, show them that you're interested in what they're doing, how you can, how can you support them? Not always how can they support you. Yeah. And I love that, Um, especially, uh, I mean, I've always loved that because of the way that I grew up and the difficulties that I had. I mean, I had the love of my parents and, you know, my cousins, but it wasn't always so easy to get that support when you were dealing with learning difficulties Mm -hmm. due to missing so much or moving forward in school and trying to like get to that next level and Mm -hmm. I believe that it is all a part of building that and it doesn't have to be in the masses it -hmm. could it really is just building that really one-on-one connection with just a few that you can count on all Mm -hmm. the time yeah yeah and the the genuine yeah right to make sure it's genuine Mm -hmm. I also tell my daughters to make sure to teach them how to advocate for themselves so especially seeing how, like now, I'm able to see them, how they act in school now since they're home, I have to tell them, like, if I'm, like, just now, she was saying, I can't see what the teacher just wrote. I'm like, well, you need to raise your hand mm-hmm. and you need to let her know. And then she doesn't want to interrupt her. I'm like, so you have to be able to advocate for yourself. If, if it's something that you don't understand or don't get, speak up. And be able exactly. to advocate for your needs, for your, you know, for the way that you learn, be able to do that as well. So I'm teaching them that now. That's so true. And I say that all the time when I'm talking with multiple sclerosis about mm-hmm. 
you're your best advocate of your life. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is not ever going to be anyone better than you. Mm-hmm. And you need to really learn to speak up for yourself. Like, I never spoke up for myself. I was always, you know, well, what if I say the wrong thing? Or what if they don't like me if I speak up for myself? Or, mm-hmm. you know, this is going to be, this is going to turn negative. And right. I never believed in myself. Uh-huh. You know what? I never believed that I could do certain things. Even though I was successful, right. it was always on a whim. Always on a, all right, just get through this day. Just keep moving forward. And it wasn't until after my diagnosis and moving forward that I realized it's all up to me. Right. And yeah, it, is. It, it, it isn't, I can't blame anything on anyone else I would never take my life back and change anything that's ever happened to me and it's all up to me to be my best advocate to move forward because if I don't love me I can't love anybody else and I can't give that love to them and honor their love and spirit of what they're doing and that's another thing I believe we really really need to teach yeah you do every day And, you know, I believe self-love is the most important thing. Yeah, I agree. Because you don't love yourself. You can't. It's cliche, but it's true. (laughs) But it's so true. And, you know, and I really feel like in the last two years, it's becoming even more apparent to the entire world of health issues. Mm -hmm. Because when you're really sick you tend to blame or tend to point fingers and tend to blame it on the medications or whatever. But when you investigate and you become your best advocate, Mm -hmm. that's when the answers really come true. Right. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, you being behind the scenes is the coolest thing in the world. I mean, like... It's just so cool. It's like going out in space and, you know, seeing all this amazing stuff and making sure it's great. And your advocacy to help, you know, everybody with moving forward in their life is incredible Mm -hmm. as well. So what can you tell us from your personal point of view of life in general all the way across the board moving forward? let's just say all of a sudden we get a miracle and the pandemic is done. Mm -hmm. How do we all move forward in going back? Because a lot of us have to go back to working in an office. Yeah. A lot of us have to go back to doing certain things a certain way when we're Mm -hmm. all been so comfortable working from home. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult, but I think that some people are like I said are really missing that as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that taking note, I hope that people have been journaling as far as you know day to day what's been going on because this is historic. Sorry, I'm like totally getting blinded. <laughs> Sorry about that. But just taking into account, like I said, what is important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, taking some of the ways that you had to go out of your way to connect with people. Because we do have to do that now. Like, you yeah. can stay in your house and not talk to anyone. But going out of your way to connect with people 
and and taking some of those lessons learned and putting it into your everyday workforce as well. And then also not taking human contact for granted as well. You know, don't take that because I take it for granted. You know, um, yeah. don't take that for granted either because I think that's very important that human contact can make you happier. Even if you are an introvert and you say I don't have to talk to anyone, but you really do need other people as well for those types of connections. So. Um, you know, I, I, I know people could probably say, you know, we're both both of our, we're both extroverts, but yeah. <laughs> they may say, well, that's easy for you to say, but just, and I'm not saying you have to go out of your way, but just making those human connections, I think, is really important, mm-hmm. and, and valuing those human connections as well. I totally do, and I miss, I miss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss being able to just sit in a cafe and write. and speak to a complete stranger and Mm -hmm. not be afraid to give them a hug if I loved our conversation at the end. And, you know, I I miss that human connection. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. um, Yeah, that's the one thing I'm looking forward to. I hope it doesn't change us either, you know, where we're shine away from because like even now if I have to go in a store or something I'm kind of running for people so I mean while we will have to put some you know safety measures in place I just hope it doesn't change us from wanting to interact with people because we're not we're not you know sure what's happening with it yeah um I hope not I know that I'm probably am going to be another anomaly of like I want to be the first horse out of the gate and hug the world, you know. I I will let you go first. <laughs> you, you report back. I'll report I'm back. Researcher, so you tell me. <laughs> I'm going to be the little thing you research, and I'm going to just run. I'm going to. I literally feel like I want to be the the guinea pig of just send me out into the world. Just <laughs> just let me get back out and. Just like, see, probably people are gonna be like, I don't want to hug you. <laughs> right. You know, I just, I miss that. I just, I miss it. Right. Yeah. Me too. It's me just too. such an incredible feeling when you have that one-on-one interaction, that eye contact, that that mm-hmm. you know, wow, that smell of coffee or whatever someone else is. <laughs> you know, eating or wherever you are and you're listening to the music and the vibes or wherever you are and you're just, I miss all of it. Yeah, I do too. And I so cannot wait to walk and breathe and live life. Look up at a tree, listen to the birds, (laughs) you know, and pick up a rose from the garden and hand it to the person that's right next to you, not six feet apart. Just smell this. It smells incredible. And then you're just kind of like, sorry, I'm like, I feel like a yo-yo with my sunlight coming at me. I apologize, everybody. Um, I miss it. I miss the human contact. Yeah, me too. Yeah. We'll be so, back soon. We'll I'm sure my kids are like, okay, mom, I'm done hugging you. I I, I don't need any more hugs. <laughs> my kids are huggers. They're all over me. Yeah. Oh, I I'm love that. I'm in this room yet. Yeah, they are. I love that. And, you know, I think we all miss it. Yeah. 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 We do. But I think that 
through the triumphs, through the tragedy, through everything that this year has brought, I believe everyone that I have interviewed and been fortunate to interview on this podcast is we've all learned something incredible. We've all suffered and we've all lost and we all are suffering in different ways. Yeah. But humanity in itself is rebirthed. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. So, wow. Anything else you would love to share with us? Um, um I, don't, I think that, you know, I'm, first of all, I appreciate you for uh, bringing to your audience. I really do. Thank you. Um, and letting me um, talk to, to you and your audience. But I think just, just as we look day to day over what things we have learned over the pandemic, I think it's important to remember those human interactions and to mm-hmm. take account of what you want to keep in your life. I think that's so important. So I hope that everyone will interact with me on social media because I would love to yeah. continue to interact with them as well. Everybody, you need to follow Dr. Stephanie on her Instagram. It will be under this post that will stay on my page on IGTV. Um, and also, if you watch my stories from today, you can just click her link right there and go on out. Her page is so informative, so beautiful, so incredibly inviting. So please follow her. And then I know once you see her page, you will be like, wow, I did not know that. Or wow, I want to know more. And then you're going to get a lot of DMs, I hope, right. and a lot of followers because... I do not get medical advice, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, please go to Dr. Stephanie Yomo, either Instagram, Facebook, or even .com to yes. see more about me as well. So I would love to interact with you guys. Yeah. And I'll lose this live, Dawn, because it's about to end soon. Yes, it's about to end. So um, <laughs> thank you so very much for all of the beautiful information, sharing your world with us, sharing your light and your your life and your history. And Thank you for allowing me to be here to do that. Thank you. And, yeah, let's keep working together and bringing yeah. sunshine to the world and um, just – helping each other grow. I agree. Yeah. Stephanie, you're amazing. Keep smiling. Keep being you. I love your little dancing on your page. I love the wisdom and the informativity and the knowledge that you bring to us. And thank you for being a doctor. Thank you for being behind the scenes and doing all of the research that we need to better our lives as a human race. I really appreciate that. And I'm honored to know you and I'm honored to be a part of our group and supporting each other. Okay, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Like I said, I appreciate you letting me share uh, my story. Your, your story is incredible, your... and I'm honored you. that you came on to my show today. Thank you so Thank very you so much. much. Have a Thank fabulous you. weekend. Have a okay. You Have too. a great one. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.